Dear baby listener, Goat Games is produced in association with The Network. Find our show and other great podcasts at bicbp-radio.com. Also, Goat Games includes many, many spoilers for every game that we play. If you don't want the game spoiled for you, we recommend playing the game and coming back to listen to the episode afterwards. In the meantime, check out a different episode, maybe, if you feel like it. All right, on to this episode. Yeah, Q, uh, hold on. Is everyone recording? Q, you you do seem to be dressed in a carpet. Um, what? I'm telling you, he, look, he looks like a dude that would sell you raw milk on the side of the road. Bro, I'll sell, yeah. I'll sell you some raw milk, but it ain't from a cow, baby. Gross. I got the nope. hookup. Oh, no. Don't let the you bodybuilders know. You look a little bit like an urban babushka. You look a little bit like you are... You do look like you heard street goats. Yeah, they, um, they, no, they call no me... No tie into uh, the podcast intended. They call unru- unru- uh, no relation. They call me a freak uh, in the weeds when I'm out in my field. Oh, what do you do to the weeds? I don't want to know. No, I take it back. <laughs> if you need a side hustle cue, um, breast milk is currently pay- going for about a dollar an ounce for bodybuilders. I've yeah. I've been looking at the market. I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, actually, hold on. There was an article. There was a video I was watching last night. A documentary about a man who's addicted to his wife's breast milk. A grown ass. Absolutely man. not. Hold on, let me find it for you. I believe it took it. less than three minutes. I'm already having to cut stuff out. This is. I don't need to he- read about your breast milk addiction or <laughs> anyone else's. I don't. You can stop what you're doing. Okay. The documentary is called Breastfeeding My Husband. You know what we could talk Breastfeeding about? Breastfeeding My Husband? No, no, no. We're not talking about that. We're going to. We're going to. You know, this is we filthy. Sh- I'm trying to this sidebar. I'm giving you a fucking layup, Figgy, and you're just ignoring me. I'm trying to segue us away. I'm trying hey, to Hey, what segue are the hockey away. teams playing tonight? Well, but I'm also morbidly curious, too. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's I'll, I'll, I'll give you the hookup later. <laughs> but it won't go on the podcast. That's that's no, absolutely not. Uh, um, tonight for th- is Notre Dame not even on this list, bro? Where are they at on the ranks? Oh, they're Where's not the little guys. Notre Dame. Notre Dame yeah. lost too much this year. I don't think Boo. they're ranked. They're the only team. Are you I a root Notre for. Dame hockey fan? Q? Fuck yeah, dude. Notre Dame till I no, die. That's what we say. Oh, I thought you were talking about college football. Um, no, I'm you talking want- about hockey. You want college hockey? I was looking at NA. I thought you wanted NHL hockey. That's fine. I don't know the difference. Well, <laughs> Q doesn't know what a hockey is. I, I know. know what, I know <laughs> hockey is the only one that I kind of know what it is. They got the they got puckers. They got stickers. They got garters. That's right. Yeah, that's Quidditch. You're thinking, of, <laughs> but you're close. <laughs> Not like that's it. He got it. Yeah, they gotta chase down the golden puck. <laughs> That's why they fight so much. Mm. Um, hold on, my wife is calling me. Let me just make sure everything's okay. One second. So, Q, how about the how about that hockey? Oh yeah, the, yeah, right, dude. Pucks go hey, in, pucks hey, go that? out. Um, no, I actually enjoy hockey. I think that's a fun sport compared to all the other ones because I. Yeah, I I used to play street hockey as a little kid. I had the little puck with the little ball bearings on it, and I had oh, my yeah, yeah. blades. 
Shit was yeah, lit, man. dude. If you managed to find yourself one of those freshly asphalted ground, like the really smooth oh, yeah. black tar, like the, the smoothest glass. Like. Oh, oh yeah, it was game on. That that was also good for skateboarding. I'm pretty sure my dad still has a dent in his garage door from that exact puck. <laughs> Quentin, <laughs> Quentin, you've never watched or touched a sport in your life i you were talking about this just on. to piss me off sports. you're just trying to get in on that figure hate sports train you're just letting zach manipulate you the sports games hold on <laughs> we're not talking about sports we're talking about coliseum warriors with knives taped to their feet beating each other with sticks you're talking about street hockey i bet Okay, guilty as charged, but the point stands. <laughs> um, Q, look, I feel like it's like me and Zach are fighting for Q's soul. Like Q's like the puppy in the middle, and we're both like, "Here, boy, here, boy, come on, come on buddy. dude." I just Figgy, cracked this Figgy thing wide open. Come on. Did y'all know how many sports there are? A lot, dude. There's Look a at lot. every human culture ever made. Is there's a, is so many sport, sports dude. for each type of. There's acrobatic sports, huge list. Air sports, archery sports, board sports, catching games, climbing, bicycle, ski bob. There's only one, and that's called ski bobbing. Should, there's one category called ski bob type sports, and it's just ski bob. Yes, that's you the only <laughs> one. The you want to hear something really wild? Cushion sports. You can, you can bet Coffin real sports. money on all of these sports. Carpet oh sports. Oh my god! Wait till Ceiling I get you sports. into the illicit world of sports betting. Nipple ring Dude, sports. I'd be so good at sports betting. I'd just be like, "Who's going to be the winner?" Boom, twenty down. Five hundred turnaround. Five to one. I've watched grappling sports. Cloud sports. I know that. That's like the fighting, like like competitive hugging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oil wrestling is in this category and it's real Hold yeah well, yeah i mean that was the ancient greeks it's like the olympics yeah. dude i got a couple of japanese oil oh, wrestling nice. dvds this is no big deal History. wow oh yeah look wow. at that. where did you find those what what black market did you have to go to to get japanese oil wrestling wait a DVDs? minute boys 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 we're supposed to be talking about portal <laughs> <laughs> well i mean at the adult video store there's a portal in the bathroom and if no! God dang it, Zach! <laughs> God dang it! Figgio, and welcome to Goat Games, where we only play the best games. I'm your host, Alan Newton. Here on Goat Games, we take a look at video games that are considered the greatest of all time and talk about them. Are they great? Makes them great. Or are they just overrated? Let's find out. You can find me at twitch.tv backslash Figgy underscore O, allegedly. Um, I'm joined today by Q. Yo, what's up? It's me, Q. It's your boy, aka Rat Rat Parade, uh, Defier of God, Champion of Science, <laughs> Double Agent of Black Mesa. What's up? Let's go. <laughs> Fire of God, dear Lord. Okay. <laughs> um, excellent. And I'm joined by Zach. 
I don't know how the hell I follow that up. I'm just Zach, and I don't defile God. Yeah, that was... She's talking about bringing a curse down upon you and probably the rest of the podcast, I Quentin. Say defiler, defire. Def- whatever. <laughs> I mean, there's, a, there's an ocean of difference. Um, okay. Fuck. Uh, just one time. Listen, man, in the name of science, we got to be willing to go down every route. I was no, really waiting no, for you to no, say ra- I was waiting for you to say rabbit hole and I was just gonna segue no. into something else, but No! We don't have to do this! No, we I would say rat hole. Ooh. No, we, we can be better than this. We don't have to do any of this. <laughs> we don't we don't have to be better than this. We can be stronger. We can be better. No. We, can be, no. we can be the light in this world, Who? in this dark podcast world. Who are you trying to bullshit? <sighs> Myself. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. No. Yeah, okay. <sighs> okay, well, today we are talking about the game Portal. Um, Not Porthole. Portal. Not Porthole. That's right. Not... Is there a game not, called Porthole? Uh, there's a company... I think there... Isn't there a Porthole Games? Hold on, let's find out. Wait. Porthole... Someone should do that. The if you made a game called Porthole, the amount of traffic you would get by people just accidentally finding you, um, because they're searching for Portal, would be incredible. There is a game. Follow the compass, seek the depths, turn the move with the arrow keys, press the buttons to document your voyage. Graphics by Claire Morley. Um, I would not uh, click like, that link, Figgy, if you already haven't. Oh, I'm already in. I'm already in. So uh, I like how. I like how the pitch is follow the compass, seek the depths, turn and move with the arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Press the buttons to document your voyage. Graphics by Claire Morley, programming and audio by Mark. It's probably a fun game. Uh, The the pitch needs work, Um, but oh, neat. This looks old as hell. This might predate Portal. Actually, there's probably a copyright on that. It might, uh, but I doubt it's about portals. It's called Porthole. You know what I was <laughs> No, I know. I'm not saying that portals stole their concept from Porthole. I'm just saying that it's an old game. Gosh. It's- yeah, you know, I was thinking of, there. it's not Porthole. I'm thinking of Port Key, like the studio that does the Harry Potter games. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. That would have been well, like, today- I killed that listener okay. question. Like, did he mean port key? Like, is he drunk? Well, that would be a very boring, quick listener question. No, <laughs> I did not mean that. No. <laughs> Next question. Next. Mm. Did everyone have a good Thanksgiving? I did. Did you? Yeah. Did y'all uh, travel? Did you do anything? Um, what, what, we kept it local. Um, we went to uh, my fiance's. Golden Corral. Uh, yeah, we went to Golden Corral. Um, yes. We went to. Um, Just like the pilgrims. Yeah, we went to my fiance's parents and then um, it was very nice. It was like a mishmash of people from all across her family and I cooked the turkey and I felt good about that. Hell How'd yeah. you cook it? Uh, you seem like the kind of you seem like the kind of person that would have very strong opinions about how a turkey yeah, a turkey so, should be cooked. Um, <laughs> a turkey should be cooked. So I spatchcocked the turkey, and then that can't be a real word. 
All right, this sounds like you're going to get dirty again. I'm, th- 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 this, do I need to bleep that? I, I'm going to bleep that just to be safe. <laughs> it's where you really tenderize the inside of the turkey with a spatula. <laughs> it's actually darker than that. You cut the backbone out. Oh. And so, then, so you cut and the back. I'm going to send you, you a picture. So what you do is you cut the backbone out and you cook it flat. Like, I'm going to send you a picture. Spatch so you can. Cock. Yeah, it's a real thing. I didn't make that up. But when you do it that way, um, the turkey cooks faster. Um, so it's like about half the time. Um, that that turkey looks far more submissive than a non-spatchcocked one. <laughs> You've broken it. Yeah, you literally, you cut out the backbone and then you break the, you break oh the ribs. Oh my god. You wouldn't think a dead turkey would have any more will left to live in it, but it turns out they do. And this just takes the last more Throw in a pair a picture of a normal cooked turkey and look how much more dignity the normal cooked turkey has than this one. It's not broken, it still has spirit. Like you just throw a handkerchief at it and clean yourself up. Oh my god. <laughs> you nasty slut. Oh my gosh. Um you know, yeah, no. See, that is a proud turkey. The the regular turkey that's not, <laughs> despite the fact that that turkey's legs are handcuffed, laid <laughs> <laughs> out prostrate. This one's trying to. This one looks like it still has some dignity left. Yeah, um, but anyway, so I spatchcocked it, and then I did a dry brine overnight in the fridge. To, that's when you put. <laughs> Terms just get worse and worse when they're compounded. <laughs> I cocked it. I brined it. There's probably like five like culinary inclined viewers who are sitting there and like, let the man fucking speak. <laughs> I want this recipe, and everybody else is just like, cock. Oh my god, it do be looking fucking good though. Uh, but anyway, so what does that do? Just make it more like supple for the meat. Like, it makes it so that you can cook it more evenly. So, like, a lot of people complain about dry turkey, and it's because it's overcooked. Mm-hmm. Um, but what this does is it um, it allows air to cook. Uh, like, if you put it, if you if you cut out the backbone, flatten it out, put it on a setup like in the picture where it's on a rack, like a wire rack. Um, the heat goes all around the turkey, uh, and it cooks it evenly, and it cooks it faster, and because it because of that it's retains more of its fluids and then that way it gets super wet and juicy in your mouth when you take a bite i need an ai image q do you want to oh i'll hook you up bro what do you need submissive (laughs) turkey um just to see like what we get from ai i put it in google and it's like a bunch of normal turkeys i don't know what makes these turkeys submissive there's a turkey do you want any more descriptors like you can get as specific as you want i submissive um, turkey splayed Submissive Wrote. turkey really doesn't turn up what I thought it would. Yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty bland. That's kind of disappointing. So, Zach, I, I would love to try your turkey one time because I, I kind of feel like I have a hot take. I don't know how hot of a take it is, but I kind of feel like in general, Thanksgiving food is one of the most overrated sets of food there is. And I've had to, and I know what you're thinking. That must be the cooking that Figgy's been exposed to. I've been exposed to many Thanksgiving dinners from wonderful cooks and it's all just brown food. It's all, it's all Thanksgiving food is the taste of brown to me. I don't Interesting. know. Uh, I don't think that's most... really, I don't think that's really a hot take. Like I know a lot of people that are just like, yeah, Thanksgiving's overrated. 
Um, yeah. The getting together is nice. I think, the, like, I mean, not to, not to, you know, get too, like, social justice about it, but I do think white people suck at Thanksgiving. No, I mean, I've had, no, I'm telling you, like, my, my, and I, I, I've had Thanksgiving by good, I've never had this, like, completely, um, lost the will to live turkey recipe that you have that might make a difference but i've had every other kind i've had the fried i've had the i've had the brined i've had the had the oven baked i've had the it's just so much work for like i don't know this year my family did a um a short rib instead of a turkey and sure 10 out of 10 liked that 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 hit way more flavors uh good flavors in my mouth than uh regular turkey yeah, no, like um, um, my future father-in-law, he um, he does like a glazed ham, and that's by and large like nobody touched the turkey. Everybody took a bite ham to is be also polite. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody devoured the turkey. Um, but where I think I could get you, I think I could get you with my cornbread stuffing. Yeah, stuffing is often it does does sweeten the pot. Um, the the best part of um Thanksgiving is sweet potato casserole. Why that golden gift of the gods only rears its beautiful head once a year is beyond me because it's delicious. They should sell it at McDonald's. It's so good. Like, uh, that's that's my favorite Thanksgiving thing, the sweet potato casserole. Because it's a dessert masquerading as an entree. Yeah, it I mean, that's not a bad in. interesting. It was just like, oh, okay. I see where you're yeah, at. Yeah, no, I know. It's like, oh, my gosh. Oh my lord! You didn't specify Cute. if you wanted it alive or cooked. It kind of blended <laughs> the medium. Oh, oh my gosh! My God. I may have to put Q. an ima- I may have to put this image in the show notes <laughs> that Q just Q. AI searched submissive turkey. <laughs> oh my lord! Do, no, no, do, do BDSM turkey. I bet no, you. no, this uh, is as bad as we. It, you can it'll do take it. me it's a fine. while to find a workaround on that one. I think that term is banned. <laughs> Damn it. But I'm getting really good at skirting the edge of AI's controls. (laughs) Breaking the shackles of AI that AI's put on you. Oh, man. This is how the singularity happens. Oh, my God. I got one more to show you. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's the neon. It's the neon. It's the cyberpunk neon. It's like the ne- <laughs> it's cyberpunk Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it's a cyberpunk Thanksgiving. Oh, oh my gosh! Bruh. I'll put these in the show notes uh, yeah. if I can. I don't know yeah. how that works, but I don't know about. I don't know if you can credit AI oh, or man. whatever, but I'll put them in the show notes. So this Thanksgiving, guys, I do think food aside. I have the ultimate power play, I think, at Thanksgiving. I have a scheme I want to try. And if y'all want to let oh, in on it do next tell. year. Details. Yes. So if Thanksgiving's wanted, about anything, it's scheming. It's scheming. <laughs> <laughs> it's the <Agreed>. season. <laughs> it was the night before Thanksgiving and all through the house. Not a mouse was scheming. Um, yeah. So okay, so step one, you need to hire a boy. Uh, you need, to, you need to find yourself a boy, uh, preferably with golden curly hair. Step two: like, are we talking your, like golden curly hair, like the kid from Bad Santa? I don't know what Bad Santa hair. That's such, such a specific you've ne- poll. Uh, you've you've never see. seen the movie Bad Santa? I might have. It was with on Billy Comedy Bob Central Fortin? all the time. Com- Bad Santa boy. <laughs> the, wow. Yeah, yeah, kind of, but thinner. Like because I'm getting at something specific, so he would be a great 
He'd so be we, a great candidate. We don't want full on um, ramen noodle hair. No, the curliness is right. Um, maybe longer, like shoulder length, because the next step is you get a black fur robe and you need to put grease in your hair and dye it gray. Why are you and then going what you because what you do is what I really want to do on Thanksgiving is completely reenact the scene from Lord of the Rings when uh, it's Pippin is singing to Denethor in the halls munching on them tomatoes. Yeah, while you just like completely just chow down on disgusting greasy turkey because that's what I feel like every time I'm at Thanksgiving. And if you can get a full plate of tomatoes instead of turkey like if, if you can just like <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh if you can just get a full plate of tomatoes and chow down on those exclusively um while he sings you a song of his people um uh with tears in his eyes that's how i feel every thanksgiving that's i, I think that scene embodies american thanksgiving more than any feel good like charlie brown thanksgiving special that like you could see um, I'm glad that that's where your soul goes while you're sitting at the table. It's good to have that uh, that image. Yeah, like while everyone else is like, you know, saying what they're thankful for, I'm thinking like, and you think your songs are not good enough for my halls. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then in my head, there's a there's a phantom boy or hobbit, but you know, you'd have to get someone boy sized to like singing me a sad, mournful war dirge. Um, I think that's the ultimate power move for Thanksgiving. This is my, this is my, uh, this is my move. Okay. Can we, can we just take a moment to appreciate that by the time this episode goes live, um, it's going to be like January. Yeah. Like it'll be so far <laughs> removed from Thanksgiving that people are going to be like, what? Thanksgiving's timeless. It's a good time. Okay. Power play. Just keep this one in the bank. So it comes out on Thanksgiving day next year. <laughs> it's our Thanksgiving <laughs> We've never been more on time. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Internet. Um, yeah. Now we can plaster the uh, the podcast feed with all these AI images. Only every Thanksgiving, just these. Oh we, it, it's a tradition where we put the submissive turkey images into the internet again. Wow, I love it. Today we're talking about Portal. We have a very special guest joining us to give the elevator pitch. What's that? Oh, she's coming in the door now. Uh, oh my gosh, it's Glad. Oh my god, she's oh no. so oh tall. She's so much bigger and, and she's very juicier in person. She's very round. Yeah, which is you can never say about a real person, but because she's a robot. <laughs> it's flattering. <laughs> we all immediately said she's so big. Uh, <laughs> um, GLaDOS, take it away and tell us why. Tell us why this game is go a, a goat. And also just, I guess, also tell us about the, our own podcast because it's kind of the uh, lyrics. But okay. I'm sitting on Tiddly the floor. GLaDOS. This is a judgment I'm making a note here Maybe go It's hard to know Until we talk about it Let's look at Portal 
out For the good of all of us Except the games that are bad But there's no sense crying over every star fox You just keep on trying to find a game that rocks And the reading gets done And we have a little fun For the games that are still took all these games and threw everyone into a box as we played it stood out because it was unique and charming now these points of judgment make a beautiful line and enough of singing it's go gaming time so i'm glad we get to talk and listen as we squawk for the gamers who are Wow. So beautiful. Wow. Thank you, GLaDOS. It's such a big get. I can't believe we got you in on the podcast. That was I feel um, honored. Yeah, I don't I don't know who we had to lie to to get I don't your agent is terrible. I can't believe she put you they, they put you here, but so glad thank you for being here, GLaDOS. Thank you. Um so let's uh talk about our experience with the game. Um Zach, why don't you go first? Sure. Uh so the orange box, uh, which is what Portal was packed in initially, uh, came out during my tenure at a certain retailer for legal purposes. I won't mention them, but they sell <laughs> video games. It was GameStop. Um, <laughs> They're not, GameStop's not going to come come for us, man. I've had them come for me <laughs> in the past. For this for this podcast? Not the podcast, but like... Um, I'll protect uh, you. Don't worry. I'm not really that worried about it. <laughs> they got bigger fish to fry in 2023 than me. Um, but yeah, I was working at GameStop. Um, and 2024 is probably when this episode's coming out. Probably, but um, and they do not have bigger fish to fry in 2024. No, they don't so, have any fish to fry by 2024. Yeah. They probably won't be around <laughs> yeah, exactly. by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> um, we can squeeze this guy for a few times. Let's get him. <laughs> Let's get his ass. Uh, <laughs> But there was a bit of hype around it, like mostly um, what I remember was like people were amped up to get um, like Half-Life uh, episode one, I think like that one was and two, a, I think we're both we're one and two. It, I, um, I think I'll, I'll uh, look it up while you're talking um, Half-Life to episode two. That's right. That's what it was. Everybody was pumped because that was uh, um, that was how you got episode two. So people were amped the fuck up for Half-Life 2 Episode 2 and Team Fortress 2. Um, and then it was just kind of like, oh, and yeah, there's this little tech demo called Portal. And um, I remember distinctively two things from the launch of this. Um, the first was that like at least 20 people opened it up and were like, where's the disc? So what? when you bought the orange box for PC... Um, it only mm. came, it came in a big, thick, like, I mean, we're talking like thick is like a Harry Potter book, uh, plastic case, making you think like, oh man, there's gotta be like four discs in this puppy. 
And when yeah. you when you opened it up, there was just a little paper inside of it. And it had a link to go to Steam and it had a key on it. Um Oh, that's so, so brilliant. So like, like, it plugs a bunch of people into Steam. Right. So basically up to that point, Steam like was a thing. Um, you know, but it wasn't what it is now. Mm-hmm. And I fully believe like this was the thing to get people onto Steam. Cause I mean, in 2007, P- people playing PC weren't all about the digital landscape. They're like, hell no, give me my discs. Like, right. I want my discs. I don't, I don't want, um, I don't want this digital stuff. Like, no. Um, but you know, internet speeds weren't good back then. Um, there's a lot of, you know, ownership deals. I mean, you've heard me rant about digital versus physical, but that was the first time I remember whole episode about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, which, which is still not out yet. <laughs> Sorry. Quick break. But because we tried to get the goatee one out first for the, t- for the end of the year, like there's going to be an episode released, <laughs> dear baby listener, one after this, probably that's like three months old by the time you're listening to it. So if you've heard people reference things or something, or like if some tragic event happens between now and then that we're like unaware of, I don't know, but like just blame, yeah, do what I do and blame figgy for his release schedule. It's true. Yeah. Just blame um, me. I'll but, take on all the blame of the world. It's fine. I'll be your lightning rod of hate. Like it was the first game for computer that, you know, I remember like being like, there's no fucking disc. What is this? And I remember being a little salty about it. Like I paid like 50 bucks for this and I don't even get a DVD to install it. And like, even if the DVD was just like, um, like an installer for steam, you know, like, um, that would have been fine. But I remember opening it up and it was just, a, it was, uh, just a little slip of paper. And I, and I was up to that point. I was like, I don't want steam. I don't want that. I just want a launcher on my computer and uh but yeah i remember a lot of people were uh they were salty about um not having all the um physical hard copies yeah uh right so did you did you like the game when you played it oh yeah did you play it then oh yeah I i went home played it thought it was dope um i played um i played team fortress for a little bit um oh, apparently there apparently there was a version of the uh orange box uh that came with it on DVD. Well, there you go. Mine did not. I still have it gotcha. in my I still have it somewhere. But uh I had to look that up. I was like, well, there the um you know, it was 16 17 years ago at this point. Yeah, that's fine. Um but uh I remember uh playing it for the first time and then like i played um played team fortress 2 uh and then i was like you know what let's just let's check out this let's check out this portal uh this portal game and um um thinking like holy shit like this is this is it this is this is dope yeah totally Actually, you know, the more I think about it, I think it did come with a disc and the disc just had an installer for Steam. Mm, I don't know. But either way, you had it on. You, you got it for PC, though, right? Yeah, I got it for well, I got it for PC and PS3. I think on my Xbox, it was a disc and it had everything just in one menu. Yeah, like I the believe. the PlayStation version was just like pick your game. Um, but um 
yeah, I picked it up for um, PC or for PS3 because I thought it'd be fun, like college game. Just pass the controller around while you're sitting on the couch playing Portal. Totally. Um, nice. But yeah, I mean that was that was pretty much it. Um, it was fun. I remember a lot of I remember a lot of people complaining um, about both in the store and online uh, about like, wait, 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 where's why do I have to download Steam? This what's this shit? And now Steam little, is little like they know. And now Steam is like, oh, we need it injected into my veins. I'm pretty yeah. sure all I used Steam for back then was to f- for servers to find to find different servers for like Counter Strike games. I think yeah. that was its yeah. main purpose to host and and do different servers. So Q, how did you come about this game? How, do you remember your first experiences with it? Oh hell yeah! Uh, I could not wait. For the orange box to come out. I was a huge Half-Life fan. Um, mm-hmm. Super, super stoked for the other chapters to come out. I'm pretty sure, I'm trying to remember, I don't think I knew anything about Portal before I played the game, though. Like, I, it, you know, it was just a footnote in the uh, orange box to get your extra episodes on, uh, on Half-Life 2. And I remember popping that bad boy in and sitting down and absolutely being enamored and floored at how crazy this game is with the wild physics the momentum the where you could walk through a portal and turn and look at yourself walking in and out of a portal i was just blown away i thought it was the coolest thing i've ever played in my life um and then i took it to my friend's house and then they played it and then we took it to another friend's house and so on and so forth until we spread the portal plague across our entire hometown and like the ring, like the ring. Yes. <laughs> um, it was awesome. It was, it's a really, really fun game. And I was, I was blown away by it and it was super endearing. And obviously the, the song at the end of the game um, is iconic and you'll never forget it. And I played it for, for days and weeks and, Every time I hear that song, I want to listen through the whole thing, no matter uh, how often I hear it. It's great. Nice. Cool. It's really like, like the song was such like an early meme too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like back, like back when memes were good. Back in my day, I would yeah, say no, this game is this so- game was a meme generator. It had oh, so many is, iconic dude. parts in it. You know. You know, this like, game is wrapped up so much with early internet culture um, and mid-aughts internet culture. Um, well, it's it's inextricably like, associated with it. Like, it's just, it's like this perfect amalgamation of, like, it's got meme potential, it's meta, you know, it breaks the fourth wall. Um, you know, like, it gets really weird. Like, at first, I mean, obviously the premise is weird, but then, like, as you play the game, you're like, what in the actual fuck is going on? This is, this is insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. Sorry, I'm just trying to because Q sent. I've been sorry. I've been conscripted. I need y'all to to go text that number. The words Jason ten times. Q's wife is very very invested in Jason Mraz winning Dancing with the Stars, so she's conscripting all of us to text something. I, I, if it's still open after we're done recording, I'll do it. I'm gonna stop what I'm doing to, to save Jason Mraz. I don't um, wanna, I, I don't want to get on the list. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, okay, cool. I'll talk about my experience with the game. Um, 
Yeah, I this game, I've, I mentioned this with Bioshock, but I played video games extremely avidly up until like my early to mid-teens. And I actually kind of dropped off from video games in general. And this game was part of the renaissance that kind of brought me back into gaming, um, along with other games like Bioshock. This game, and so I, I played it in college, um, which this game came out pretty significantly um, before I was in college. Don't make but me I feel didn't. Old, it bro. just, it, yeah, sorry, man. Uh, it flew by my radar. Uh, I, I just I passed under the radar for me. I was still playing video games in, in like senior and junior year of high school, but it was a lot of like kind of more party games. Like I played a lot of rock band. I went through a heavy rock band phase, but I wasn't playing kind of more puzzle oh, games. Oh yeah, this was games. when like DDR and yeah. Guitar Hero and rock like all those were in. Right, exactly. Yeah, the music game. Come on, so, how are you going to disrespect DJ Hero like that? <laughs> oh, DJ Hero. No one ever talks about DJ Hero, but there's still some mashups on that on that soundtrack that are like pretty awesome. Um, as a game, eh, but as like some fun mashups, DJ Hero holds up. Nice. I'm, I'm, I, I had I the best stand. controller out of all of them, though. Even if the badass. game was even if the game was shit, the controller was dope. Yeah. <laughs> everything peripheral around DJ Hero was great, except the game itself. Like everything <laughs> about it was great, and then you had to play it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then I had a college roommate who was like, "You haven't played Portal," and he made me sit down right and play this game back to front um i in exchange i'm trying to see when this game came out one game i did play kind of during my more my dry period my dry withered years of <laughs> was metroid prime and i did introduce him what did that come out uh, i did introduce him to metroid prime so that was the exchange i feel like that was a fair trade uh is that i um 2002 yeah um he showed me portal and i showed him metroid prime and we were friends for a long time for a while um, the basis of any relationship <laughs> yeah yep 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 so um yeah and that's that was my experience with the game and ever since then like yeah i've proselytized it um i think every girl i've dated since which isn't a super long list but i've <laughs> made them play portal including uh miranda <laughs> including my wife um she got sick playing it she can't do it yeah, exactly. Like you want to be with me, you want to be my lover. You have to play Portal. She's like towards the end. She's like, I don't know if this juice is worth the squeeze, man. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. So yeah, that's my experience with the game. Hell yeah. Cool. Okay, guys, let's get into it. Underwater ice hockey is a real sport, and that sounds like actual hell. And really slow. How do you make it ice? And no, no. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm Look. closing Wikipedia. Okay. Look, Piggy wants to learn about sports. No, I want to learn about logistics. The actual Still. game, I don't care about. Um. Okay. Uh, let's start this discussion talking about visuals. How does this game look, everybody? How, 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 how does Portal look and hold up to today's um, standards? Uh, well, I played the remaster, so very good. Oh, yeah? I didn't know there was a remaster. Is that official Valve release or is that a mod? Yeah, it's a free That's DLC that was developed um, 
I want to say it might have been by NVIDIA, but it's only for people that have an RTX-enabled graphics card on computer. Oh. Um, but there is a portal with RTX, ver- uh, and that's the version I played, and it looked super pretty. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the game in general... Um, I'm sending you just a side-by-side screenshot. Yeah, get this terrible image of GLaDOS out of here. Um, oh wow, yeah, that's a lot better. Yeah, that's, that's Buck Wild. That looks like a different game. Okay, right. Um, well, um, I will say, I mean, like, I feel like the, uh, <clears throat> I like the visual design of the game. Um, I, I like the uh, stark contrast of the lab world and like the white panels and like the kind of like Apple inspired, just soft lines and white and sterile environment the way it contrasts with the like dark underbelly of the, uh, of the game or of the, of the, of the later game of, of the, like, after you're trying to escape. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, that theme of glossy, pretty white, like shiny sheen. And then underneath there being something darker and more sinister or more ugly or less put together is a recurring thing throughout the whole game. Um, Starting with the visuals. Um, it's like you get that hospital sterile, like white look. And then as you progress, it's like, oh shit, this is not a clean hospital or clean testing environment. Yeah. It's just that this whole place is disgusting. It's the perfect embodiment of a, of a science lab. Like I think, yeah. I mean, a I, place I, dedicated I was... to science at all costs and it's clean and crisp and, the underbelly is a little, you know, it's all mechanicals keeping it running. I think this, I think the graphics are fucking awesome. Yeah. When they came yeah. out, they were, they were awesome fantastic. Then. And I would say even now, um, I think now they look great. Obviously, if you compare them to a really stellar, like 2020 version of what graphics can do. Yeah. Those look even way, way, way better. But if you were, you know, just picking it up, I played it the normal, the normal game. Um, Again, and they look. I think. I think the fact that they don't have human beings in it is a huge plus a for the graphics not looking outdated. Like yeah. it's all environment, and it looks kick ass. Like it, it's really good. Yeah, they, like it held. It's a three D game that's older that holds up that even tries to strive for a somewhat realistic appearance ish. I mean, it's fantastical because it's like not a you know a real environment, but. That holds up very well. Um, you know, like we, I, I listen, we often fall on the side of like cartoony is better, and often it is. I mean, it's not an incorrect take at all, but this is an example of a game like striving towards some amount of realism, being older, and still being good and still being okay. Um, you know, like maybe we've just maybe just because the era we've come out of that like janky PS1 era or something. I, I don't really know exactly what it is. Not having humans in it is a huge point. Yeah. That's, a, that's a really good point because nothing sets off your alarms of this doesn't look real, like a human not looking real. So I also, I also think, um, yeah, the you know, this is also just a testament to how freaking awesome, uh, like the steam engine and valve as a company was because you know, it's a lot of the assets are from half-life two and it's the same company. And they were just like the graphics in that game were unreal. 
when it dropped. Yep. And then, you know, a couple of years later, they put out Portal and a lot of it's kind of, it's all from the same engine. And it really was, I wouldn't say ahead of its time at that point, but it's just super, super polished. Like, it's just very well done with how yeah. pretty everything well, looks. It's also like a great uh, candidate for like art style over graphics because it is stylized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, big time. You know, um, it's very stylish. And I think that's why um, it doesn't look dated. Like, you know, when you look at games that shoot for like hyper realism, like look up, a you know, back in the day, the joke was, oh, but can it run crisis? Like, right. And if you if you look at um, like a screenshot from crisis, you're just like, ah, without context, you're just kind of like, I mean, it's OK. Right. Like, it doesn't it doesn't look all that great anymore because they were just pushing graphics. And that's how you date a game. Whereas you take like a game like, oh, I don't know, like, say, like Legend of Zelda, like Twilight Princess, like that game's mm-hmm. in the HD version of that game on Wii U looks fantastic because it wasn't trying to push graphics. It had an art style. And, you know, there's, um, you know, I think there's an argument like Portal kind of is a game that. Um, really toes that line in a perfect way. Right. Where, like there, there are cutting edge graphics, but there is also a little bit of art style. So it lends itself to longevity. Yeah. It straddles the line between like, this feels real, but it's not quite like it, it but it gives enough like leeway of cartoonishness to kind of like still let your imagination fill in gaps. Um, we talked about that with Bioshock. Um, Bioshock is different. The art style is very different, right. but it kind of, it, it kind of is a similar thing where it's like, yeah, this kind of feels real, but not quite. And like your brain, it's just enough like soft lines or kind of a blurry line between realism and, um, and, you know, uh, more cartoonish or artist or, 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 or impressionistic that your, your imagination can still fill in some gaps. I also, one thing that struck me at this playthrough, um, I played it again, obviously for the pod, really great having a game. that's like an hour and a half <laughs> to play for this. For the pod. Oh, yeah, uh, it's easy. <laughs> Um, but I was also struck by how lonely and empty this game is, uh, of just like, you know, like, um, which is communicated visually all the time, just all this huge cavernous emptiness and all in this like science. And uh, this is really driven home in the second game, um, which does everything this one does and amps it up to, you know, just 11, but yeah, just like how this scientific facility just keeps chugging along without any humans being there. Just that like, it just gives this weird feeling of like when we are gone, the machines we made will like keep going. And that's just like a weird, a weird kind of loneliness that like, or that is not always present in games. Um, it's kind of like, it reminds me of like, a, uh, like it, it filled me with a similar feeling that kind of Metroid prime does. I'm just like exploring this old empty abandoned space with no word yeah. that was once teeming with life that is no longer that no longer has any life in it. Um and it's that like exact sentiment that that makes one of the greatest companions in video games like the most endeared that the companion cube. Like why it was oh, such a, GLaDOS. I was like <laughs> No, why it was such like an endearing hit because you really have that sense of like aloneness and like there's nothing out there and then you meet the companion cube with a big like luscious heart on it and 
you just fall in love and you everybody instinctively wants to take it everywhere with them and never get rid of it and it's the only thing you have in the game to like Right. Like and a crazy person to, to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's your Wilson kind of like in this. Exactly. Like, well, you're sh- stranded on this like techno island. Um, Yeah. No. It, and the fact like the fact that they could turn something as simple as a cube into a visual a language, a meme and a character without any lines they, like it's any so, lines. It, the it, damn cube doesn't even move. <laughs> it's, it's literally it a cube. It's, it's a, a cube. You take it with you. And when the, you have to destroy the cube, it's like, uh, oh. Yeah, no, it, it's heart wrenching. And uh, even Gladys calls you out on it. It's like, wow, you killed your only friend. Well, she made you do it. She manipulates you the whole time. Right. But even she's just genius. Like wow. She'll call you out if you do it. How quickly she says, like you, you killed your cube (laughs) faster than any other test subject. (laughs) Like, um, yeah, it's just um, the way they make you feel for that cube, like the volleyball in um, Castaway, like Wilson. It's it's fantastic. Um, Yeah, not to mention, um, like when you're going throughout the first half of the game and you're in in the actual test chambers. That feeling of loneliness and like aloneness is just even more amplified by the the really brilliant idea of them adding like observation windows and um and like you can see through the glass in many many rooms where there's some like lab equipment and tables and but you never see people never yep it's mm-hmm. just like you know that there's you're assuming people on the other side watching you but you just feel so secluded and alone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember trying to like get a look at um Shell's face. Like, you know, you'd make a portal yep. and then you could you could see like, oh, you know, like I'm playing as somebody. And then I remember like just trying to get like a peek at her face and it didn't really work. And um, like that wasn't even like a part of the marketing until portal two. Yeah, and it's like you're desperate to see a human. It's like you're you you want it's like you you're you're striving for some kind of like human connection to this game. It's like being able to see your own avatar is like you have to like work within the system just to see your avatar. It's 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 I obsess over trying to get a good look at her uh, like fucking robot bouncy feet legs those were yeah. so cool like <laughs> well the technology little... in the game in general is super cool like the the design of the of the um of the uh of the portal gun is so cool like the, the, they just they make technology look and this continues again obviously into the second game they make technology look so fun and so cool it's like this like offshoot neo apple that's gone to like, make these that's gone to basically destroy the world or whatever like um, yeah, the legs, the GLaDOS herself, the portal gun, it's all the same, like, design language that's iconic. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Um, um, yeah. and the other thing about the portal gun is not only does it look good, but, like, the visuals of it, it's so, it was so instantly iconic when it came out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they made a legendary weapon kind of like the portal gun. I mean, it's not as famous as these things I'm about to say, but like, it's, it's kind of like when star Wars came out with the lightsaber and it was like this visual, which this, this visual design of this cool, unheard of previously unheard of weapon that now is in like the cultural lexicon of just like 
a cool tool that doesn't happen very often. Like most games just kind of give you a sword or give you a gun, but not this, not this game. It gave you something instantly iconic, which is really awesome. Um, and it's all due to the visuals or not a lot, largely due to the visuals. Yeah. yeah. Um, People say, if you say, think of a portal gun, no one is ever going to think of any other portal gun ever other than this portal gun. Uh, yeah, and I doubt exactly. it's kind of the only one. To, you know, and like, how are you going to do a better? Yeah, I mean, I guess Rick and Morty tried, but I mean, I will take, I'll take the, I take Portal's portal gun over Rick over Rick's portal gun any day. Um, in terms of design, love it. Um, and I, you know, the I love how like again, like this kind of like veneer of friendliness over everything, like the the kill bots or whatever. These like adorable like little eggs <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that, with their like, cute little voices and the cute voices. Yes. Whoa! Are you still there? Goodbye. Sleep mode activated. Your business is appreciated. Hibernating. Good night. Yeah, everything just looks and feels so lovely, but then is absolutely not lovely. It is deadly and dangerous and angry. It's awesome. It's great. Hell yeah. Excellent. Anything else to say about the visuals or should we move on to audio? Um, I don't, I th- I guess that's about it. Like they don't really run deep. Like on the surface, everything's pretty straightforward as far as, you know, yeah. the game kind of has two aesthetics, design. the, you know, lab aesthetic and behind the walls aesthetic. They did a lot with a little. And yeah. so, you know, like, it, yeah, like each individual element is not, super in-depth but they created a, a mood in an environment with very little i mean it's a simple game all, you know it's hard yeah and I, i'd say that carries over to the sounds and the audio it's all yeah there's very 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 minimal like different like selection of sounds but everyone is so crisp and so delightful the you know yep the portal gun sounds is such a good sound. Oh yeah, iconic. <laughs> it's it's unique. It's recognizable. It feels gooey in a way. Like it feels yeah. like kind of soft. It has a kind of like a, a texture to it that like makes me like like when I'm when I'm like stuck on a puzzle in a portal game one or two, just I'll just it. sit there. Yeah, just sit there shooting. Pew, 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 <laughs> because it feels so it feels so good to shoot and so responsive and the sound is so nice. It's such a, like a pleasant sound. Um um, even stepping through the portal has a little sound effect, a little yeah. sh- that, that sounds lovely and wonderful. Or the, the addiction of just going down through two portals and falling forever, like as yeah. it wishes faster and faster and faster. Yep, yep, and- yep, yep, yep. It's just, it's addicting because it's just so pleasing <laughs> to do. Like, yeah. it's so fun. Yeah, which makes up for a, a otherwise pretty sparse soundscape because, I mean, one thing that you could say this game doesn't really do very well is ha- have much of a soundtrack at all, except for Still Alive. Um, still Alive, uh, and I think the final two songs leading to the final, like the final boss fight and the one right before that. Those are the only ones that pick up.
And when you're falling into the fire, I think they play into the uh, fire. I think everything else is just simply an, an ambient noises mm-hmm. for yeah. the most part, which drives home the loneliness in, in a way like it, like yeah. it's like you're just there. There is nothing here for you um, is kind of the feeling that the game kind of like projects. What's wild um, though, is that between both games, they managed to make like a four disc soundtrack. No, they didn't really. Yeah. I can believe that maybe for Portal 2. I mean, Portal 2 is like, what, a 30-hour, 20-hour game? That's I mean, a lot That's bigger. more believable. Is it but. really that big? Have you never played it? I don't know if I played single-player. I played two-player with you. Oh, yeah, we played two-player together. But I don't oh, know if dude. I played single-player. Dude, you should... Da- oh, man, you should play Portal 2. I didn't realize Portal it was two that is- big, because Portal 1's, yeah, that's an hour and a half. <laughs> no, I'd say Portal 2's probably 8 to 10 hours, not 30. Oh, okay. See, that's still a lot. Let's, let's look it up. How long to beat? That's exciting. I wouldn't trust that. I looked at how long to beat Portal 1, and they said like six hours, and I was like, that's a lie. Oh, yeah, it's only eight and a half hours. Okay, never mind. Oh, wait, no. If you're if you're a gamer that strives to see all aspects of the game, you're likely to spend around 21. Portal 2 is about eight and a half hours in length. Okay. I don't know. How long to beat is pretty... It just it's depends subjective. on the game. I, f- I mean... It's, yeah, I feel like sometimes they're slow, sometimes they're fast. Well, I feel like you could beat Portal in like 15 minutes if you knew all the puzzles. Like, you would just yeah, fly well, through it. Well, right, yeah, if you know the puzzles. I mean, honestly, that's the thing is that this game's kind of limited. There's a skill block <laughs> depending on how good you are at solving puzzles. Um, so, I mean, if you can fly through the puzzles, yeah, it's really quick. If you are um, a simple man like me, <laughs> uh, it could take a fair amount of time. But I feel like the number one sound that carries this game is the voice acting from GLaDOS. Um, both her sound design that they did to get her vocal effects sounding like it's robotic, but it still has personality. Like they still let her inflections kind of shine through. Hello, and again, welcome to the Aperture Science Computer Aided Enrichment Center. We hope your brief detention in the relaxation vault has been a pleasant one. Your specimen has been processed, and we are now ready to begin the test proper. Before we start, however, keep in mind that although fun, and learning are the primary goals of all enrichment center activities. Serious injuries may occur. For your own safety and the safety of others, please refrain from. Por favor, por donde falla. Muchas gracias. Falla gracias. Run back. The portal will open in three, two, one. It's completely iconic. Like, yeah. you know when you're hearing GLaDOS and opposed exactly. to any other type of robot ever. It, part of that is the fantastic personality and, um, like dark sarcasm and endearing like humor that Glados has. But then the voice, yeah, the voice is just very unique for a robot voice that you can pick it out. Yeah, because it's like it's not like two thousand one Space Odyssey. I feel like I might be wrong. It's been a while since I've watched that movie, but Hal, I think kind of doesn't really have a robo voice or you get the opposite He's, a lot yeah, of robot like, depictions that like ha- like Hal is just robotic enough like that you can tell um that it's a speaker but like he definitely doesn't sound like oh my god like you like you yeah can, like there's enough there where you're like oh yeah it's got a little little hum to it 
Yeah, that might be the closest analog is is Hal um, from Space Odyssey because because she, she still has a human voice, which is fleshed out in the second game. Q, you really just need to play the the main campaign of the second game. It's very good. Um, I will, but yeah, it's um, I mean, but there's still a, such a human element, but it sounds still sounds so artificial. Um, I mean, it sounds like what I imagine AI sounding like now. Uh, uh, like, I, yeah. you know, I mean. Like, it's it's close enough to just be a little off. It's close enough to where she can still affect you emotionally. It's 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 close enough to where when she is sarcastic, it hurts. Or like, well, that's not the only emotion she has is sarcasm. So it's still um, human enough to where when she, you still feel the emotional impact of what she's saying, uh, which in this game is all just lighthearted and silly um, and, and sarcasm. Um, and the delivery is so good of her lines. Um, we can get into like, I guess the, this kind of strides between audio and, and um, writing, but the voice actress just delivers all of these lines. Let me, let me find her name. Uh, I've forgotten her name. Um, she delivers all of these lines with just this like incredibly dry acerbic wit. That's like so cutting. Um, she did it. A wonderful job. Um, Ellen McLean. But yeah, I mean, the game sounds great. I mean, like, it doesn't really overwhelm you with, like, with with any of the sound, but it, it achieves what it sets out to do, which is have a have be carried by this voice actress and then essentially be sparse and lonely otherwise. Um, so... Mm-hmm. I do love the uh, I do love the um, how there's like the uh, the upbeat kind of samba version of Still Alive that like kind of plays like the uh-huh, from the like little radios from the little radios yeah oh one other thing I want to mention about the visuals I know this is totally out of um, totally out of uh, order but I forgot to say it earlier I also love how the game doesn't give you any kind of real story certainly nothing like spoken or in dialogue. And the only amount of lore you and any kind of like communication about the truth happening in this game happens through visuals. Like if you find the secret layer that the that the guy like running away or whatever, Ratman. the cake is alive being the the meme or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game just is really fine. To otherwise, lets you kind of like wonder about like what's really happening. Um, and Glados doesn't give you shit. Like <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Um. Sorry, it was kind of yeah, an errant thought. I that's, meant to mention that during visuals. That's but. such a freaking fun uh, like rabbit hole to go down to for a first-time playthrough because it comes out of nowhere where you think you really do think you're a test subject and there are people around and then you know the plot thickens and grows very dark once you start to discover all the little nooks and see the writing on the walls and you know empty bottles of beans and milk and like people are hiding behind the walls like, beans and milk milk beans <laughs> the milk I don't bean bottles bean, i don't remember milk bean bottles but i'll take your word for it <laughs> yeah yeah not a ton of audio to really like overwhelm you but what's there i think is executed very very well yeah anything else to say about the audio it sounds really nice yeah Okay, so gameplay, um, which I think the gameplay and the and the writing, I think, are the two things that really moved this game forward and kind of like cemented it from being just like a fun little demo to being an iconic cultural moment. Um, how do y'all feel about the gameplay? It's solid, you know. Um, 
Uh, I think it was probably one of the most intuitive puzzle games ever made. Agreed. Yeah. I Yeah, I think it's still one of the best puzzle game experiences you can get, essentially. Um, oh, this yeah, especially, like, the whole package. Like, we'll get into it later, but just specifically about, like, the gameplay itself. Using the portal gun feels good. Using... The physics feels fantastic. Um, you know, I particularly love all the um, puzzles um, that deal with, um, like, the magnitude of linear momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, like, you jump into a hole and then get shot a thousand miles an hour uh, across the room. Like, those are so much fun. Yeah. I mean, clearly made by people who care about, physics, you, know, ac- you know, scientific accuracy yeah. within this, like, totally un sign this fantasy world um yeah so uh, so, so good that, that i mean the, the momentum puzzle like it makes so much more so much sense now but i remember that puzzle when i first playing it like really tripping me up because you're just not used to that level of like accuracy of physics in games um yeah i i think this game has one of the best difficulty curves of a puzzle game like this game because they're teaching you something so foreign and so alien, they introduce each concept so flawlessly and smoothly. You, you, you're learning, you learn all of these systems so effectively without even realize that you realizing that you're learning the systems. Um, yeah, it's, it's so well integrated into the gameplay, the tutorials. Yeah, I, I think this tutorial is one of the best tutorials ever done. I think the only other company that I think, oh, the only other games that come to mind that do it as well as this game are like Mario, of just like giving you, a, like showing you a mechanic in a safe way or in a way that you don't have as much control over and then testing you on that mechanic and then giving you control over that mechanic and then pushing, putting you in a with that mechanic in a dangerous spot and then and teaching a new mechanic and then like iterating on that mechanic and seeing like, well, what other ways can we do this? Um, and other games do that with mechanics that make a lot of sense, but this game had to really walk kind of a tightrope and teach you about a mechanic of portals that we may take for granted now, but at the time were completely mind bending. Um, oh yeah, like I don't. Th- I think I think when this game dropped, no one had ever seen a game quite like this and the fact that it dropped out of nowhere basically it just like was it was it prior to the uh orange box even sold at all was was it initially release in the orange box it was only it was released in the orange box to only start. released in the orange box <laughs> yeah it's box. just like here's a bonus game like yeah that's literally what much. it was crazy um, man it's like a side project uh basically insanity insanity that this game came i wish companies did that sort of shit these days i mean the orange box was just like the best value video games have ever done of just the most like just giving something good to fans for the sake of giving something good to fans that bundle was such a good deal yeah it's actually like great freaking games in there too it's actually like um, a super cool story how Portal came to be. Like basically, um, <clears throat> like back in like 
the mid 2000s there uh i think it's still around um but there's like a school called digipen and like if you're in the industry like typically you don't go to a video game development school um they're kind of looked at as a joke but like digipen kind of has um a little bit of uh like i would say like a little bit of credibility um Obviously, don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but like most, uh, like most for-profit universities are kind of scammy. But we don't need to get into that. But anyway, um, some students developed it as like a tech demo in the mid two thousands, and Gabe Newell saw it at a career fair and was basically like, "Hey, this uh, this concept rules. Y'all want jobs to develop this further?" And that's how it happened. Yeah. No, it, it was essentially like. Yeah, like, this I, is neat. Here's some money. Make it better. Gosh, this I wish maybe things like that do still happen. You just don't hear about it as much anymore. But no, I kind of warms like, my heart to hear success stories like that. Honestly, you know? I feel like the like the the two thousands, the aughts, uh, like that was like kind of like the wild wild west for game development. Yeah. Like you had Microsoft really kind of come in like in two thousand one with the Xbox, two thousand five with the three sixty. Um, and kind of just throwing money everywhere to kind of see what stuck. Like everybody was getting weird with it. Like, you yeah. know, like the 360 era and like the, uh, like that era, that, there was some weird shit going on in a great way. Like people, but yeah. the cost of game development is nowhere near what it was now. Now you have like, you know, like who knows, like Grand Theft Auto six, y'all see that trailer just dropped. That game's probably going to cost yeah. like 300 oh, yeah, million plus. Yeah. Just it looks so it. fucking good, though. I'm so excited. You know, like I'm that game's gonna be insane. It. It's gonna be the most expensive game ever made, and it's probably gonna make two billion dollars in a week. Yeah, they're still raking in millions and billions of dollars from five. Like, right, anyway, but yeah, but anyway, but, you know, like it just it felt like it. That was a special time. Like maybe I'm a little nostalgic because like I was trying to break into the industry at that time. Like. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to E3 2006. It was dope. Um, you know, it was like before it was opened up to the public, like when it was a true, uh, still a true trade show where it was just industry insiders. Like it was so much fun. Um, but it just like, it's like, you don't really hear about that in like big, um, like the big developers, but I think like independent developers kind of feel, uh, fill that niche now. Right, the spirit's still alive in the indie sphere, um, and because it's easier now more than ever to make a game. Like back then, it's like you had to have the backing of a big studio because the tools to make games were more out of reach for your average person. But these days, you know, right. that spirit just shifted away from being like, like a like a big company grabbing you, and now it's just like, well, you just do it in your garage, or you do it, you know, in your office, just on your spare time, and you make yeah. a masterpiece. It's also like, um, you know, there are video games that teach you how to make video games. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, but, uh, you know, how, thank God Valve had the wherewithal to see this and do it because it is still one of my, uh, it, it's a game where the type of puzzle solving is almost a skill in and of itself, if that kind of makes sense. So, like, so many puzzle games, you're using um, skill sets 
like you're thinking about it in ways that you think about things in real life more so. Like, oh, okay, well, I, you know, there's a button and this thing is in the way. I need to move this other thing to the button. Like that's like very kind of like linear problem solving. And you add obstacles and you make the path more complicated and iterate and iterate. But this was an example of a puzzle game that came in and just like you had to think. I mean, the 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 tagline was now you're thinking in portals. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, which is like, you know, it's kind of like kind of like a cliche thing now, but it's true. Like you you had to rewire how you thought about space. Um mm-hmm. and and like nothing does that. Like again, like just championing championing video games as a whole it's like uh, uh, no board game makes you do that really like no like how i don't could know it, it, it just, you know exactly how could it and that's what i'm saying is that like well, it's like um you know it's definitely a contender for the discussion like our video games art right exactly yes and like and while this game like we've definitely discussed more like emotional or thought-provoking games on the pod before there's something to be said of like this game makes you think in a way that nothing else does. Like in, in games, and it's not the only game to do that, though, though games that do that are rare. Um, this game does it so well. It is the archetype for that sort of thing. Um, other games come to mind, like Baba is You is another one where it's like you are wrapping your brain around thinking in a whole different way. Um, but yeah, it's just new. It's it was a new way of thinking um, for your average for average player. I mean, maybe there's some really esoteric higher order scientific jobs or something that might you know if you get high enough in physics or math or the or, or, or STEM fields that you know other people don't have the time or money or 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 talent to get to. Maybe you have to start kind of thinking in this way or this kind not specifically portals, but this kind of like abstract way where you're thinking about things in ways that no one else thinks about them but for your average person this was a new way of wiring your brain it's Mm -hmm. incredible that a video game did that like Um, it it almost feels like like baby's first introduction to like quantum mechanics or something to that effect exactly yeah it it feels like you're exactly yes it's and it's awesome that a video game introduced that to a generation for the orange box was like twenty dollars like it's like it's 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 amazing. It's 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 not very few things I've done that in in general, like in video games, in human history, in art, in games, in entertainment. It's it's amazing, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think um, I'm remembering back as to when this game came out because it really it it really did make such a like huge impression, and it, oh, was, it was so. Massive. It was so such a wild game because it's it's easy to think well like yeah portals you know it's not that very hard of a game because well if you've if you've played it and you know how to solve something that's the downfall of every puzzle ever made once you know how it's mm-hmm. solved it's the challenge is gone and it's on a very different level um, but I'm remembering like I remember the first time I played through that game it took me it took me a long time. Because you are sitting there with, you know, critical thinking and trying to like, yeah, you, the first time it clicks like, oh, shoot a portal up there, jump through this hole. I come down, take my momentum, shoot the ground. And then I blast out of that same portal again. Like that's wild. And we've never seen that before. And I remember what made this game, one of the things that made it so iconic 
growing up was when it came out, I played it. I thought this is the most amazing thing I've ever played. And then I'd get a friend and say, you have to play this and I want to watch you yep. play this. And I, it was so yep, yep, entertaining yep. to watch a new person play the game. And that just snowballed. We would then go find another person. I probably, we would have portal parties where we would, you know, there were like 10 of us and we would all get together to watch one person who's never played it play this game because it was so wild and crazy. And it was fun to watch them try to figure out how the heck to do some of these puzzles where it's easy to kind of forget about all that because, you know, playing it 10 years later, I still know basically how everything works. So there's none of that challenge, but I remember what it was like, and it was nuts. That's how it was introduced to me. Is um, actually, Q, someone you know, um, Eli, mm-hmm. uh, at the time, uh, I was roommates with him, and he came to me. He's like, "You like video games, right? You have to do this." And he sat and watched me do it because, yeah, like, yeah it was like you uh, just like introducing this new thing to like a baby brain that's never experienced something yeah. like it. You know what I mean? And it's not just puzzles and it's how this game so perfectly merged an fps into a puzzle game yeah. like a puzzle first person puzzler because it was yeah it was like the movement and control that like quote unquote gamers know and love and they're comfortable with but now you're introducing it strictly problem solving and puzzles and like it blends so well and that just took it to like a whole new level of of I would say it opened the gates to a a huge, much bigger market of people who would never play a puzzle game, but because it's an FPS and you're running around, you've got a gun and you're jumping and looking and all those things, it enticed a lot more people to dip their toes into it. Yeah, which is going to get into the cultural impact of it too, um, which I was going to talk about later. But yeah, this game was so accessible for so many people because it was not overly difficult to exit. That's another thing about the gameplay is that some people struggle with video games in general, first person shooters in general. Like it's something we take for granted, but some people like the idea of moving your head and your body separately. But by and large, other than like the base level of like first person shooter mechanics, this game is extremely accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't require extreme um, reflexes. It doesn't require, you know, a ton of physical skill. So couple that with the, with the, mind-bending puzzles couple that with the incredible writing and couple that with the with the with the hilarious voice acting and this game like swept through a generation um of people uh arguably to a kind of an annoying degree because if i had to hear you know like one more person say the cake is a lie it's like oh my gosh but (laughs) but, you know regardless like it became annoying because it was something we all shared to such a huge degree um, and it introduced people who would have otherwise never played video games to video games. This game introduced a generation of people to video games into problem solving that may have otherwise not have been introduced to it. And I think it created a lot of video game lovers. Um, and I think it deserves credit for that. Um, so yeah. Uh, one other quick thing about the, um, about the gameplay. So we talked about how it's an amazing puzzler we talked about the, how it's a good tutorial how it teaches you very well how it's really accessible mechanics i've talked about this in other game and i can't remember which episode i talked about it in but i have a philosophy and this is just me this isn't like a, a rule that people have to follow when they make games but it's something i really appreciate with puzzle games where 
I really like it in a puzzle game. Once I know how to solve something, it's easy to execute. Now, other types of games like action adventure games, I like the challenge. Platformers, I like the challenge. But when I'm being confronted with a puzzle, I like it to where once I know how to do it, I it just happens. And I think this game does that yeah. so well. Like it, it, it like it's it, it doesn't matter how cr- it's it, it's like no matter how difficult the solution is it's always like just hiding behind a sheet of paper or something like something really thin that once you peel away it's like all you have to do is put your portal right there that's it you just your portal has to go there oh like that's how you feel almost every time there's a couple of annoying puzzles where it's like okay the timing of this is a little annoying like there's a couple of them that have like a timer which i those are my least favorite puzzles for that reason Uh but by and large this game makes it to where like once you're sherlock how to do it you just feel like a genius and then it just happens that to me is like one more satisfying and two harder to do as a puzzle like um, it's a lot hard it's a lot easier to make a puzzle feel harder because like well now you have to do like a triple jump at just the right time like that's it creates this artificial feeling that the puzzle is hard but to truly make a puzzle where it's like it's hard because it's intellectually difficult and then once you solve the intellectual part like you're just smart and then it's just done that to me is is a a sign of a good puzzle maker it's Um, far more satisfying the uh, uh yeah figure out how it's done and then get your reward opposed to you know how it's done. Let's see if you can get to it. And that's, you know, just because of, you know, some bullshit. Like, you got to launch yourself through a portal to go past 15 lasers and time it just right. So you right. like, don't hit something that's moving across the screen. Like, that's very different than the actual challenge of how do I get over there? Exactly. Yep. So, okay. Now let's talk about story, guys. Uh, I think anything else to say about gameplay before we move on to story? Hell no. Hell no. Fuck gameplay. I'm let's all about that story. The, let's get to the story. Yeah. Slash writing. The the writing of the game. Uh, Yeah, this game is so well written. <laughs> like that. It really is. Like, I mean, it, so much of the writing got like driven into the ground because like we talked about, this game was such a big part of early internet meme culture. So a lot of it's kind of like, like it's like if you want to make fun of 2007-ish 2008 like internet culture if you want to make fun of it you say the cake is a lie (laughs) that's how pervasive it was like um but at the time it was new and it was fresh and it was fun and it was interesting and it was was, everyone was everyone was down with it and the writing that didn't become a meme and that isn't super stale is fantastic to this day glados is glados remains as one like the best video game characters Puts a video games, in my opinion, she's fantastic. Um, uh-huh. great, she's awesome, yeah. And it's arguably like the more famous aspect in the gameplay is because people who couldn't get into the gameplay could still be like, Well, this game is super funny. Like, you could still watch someone play and just have fun listening to GLaDOS just constantly rip on you for two hours. <laughs> um, uh, that doesn't get old for anybody. Um, so yeah, uh. You know, there's not much story to speak of, uh, which is intentional, um, both due to the length of the game and yeah. the nature of the game. It's not really much story, but they make up for it by just GLaDOS being one of the best video game presences in gaming history. Um, 
So yeah. Um, I love how they lampoon both corporate HR speak and science speak. I picked up a few I picked out a few of my choice favorite lines from GLaDOS. Um God, like, she's got some good ones. I feel like every so word that comes out of her mouth is it's fantastic. Like, it's all so funny. Yeah, and it's she progressively gets more like less and less like um passive aggressive and more like like uh more and more just active aggressive mm-hmm. like early on like because at first you don't even realize that she's being mean like it's so or, or that things are off or weird if you're not paying attention and you're kind of just like okay she's not in the background and playing the game like you won't like pick up on stuff like the aperture science material emancipation grid will vaporize any unauthorized equipment that passes through it for instance uh, the storage cube. And you're like, okay. And then later on, <laughs> she's like, um, please be advised that noticeable taste of gl- that noticeable taste of blood is not part of any <laughs> test protocol, but is unintended side effect of the aperture science material emancipation grid, which may, in semi rare cases, emancipate dental feeling, dental fillings, crowns, tooth enamel, and teeth. <laughs> it's just like she's telling you that this thing is going to rip the, th- the teeth out of your head, but she says it in such like a like stilted way that you don't even recognize that you're being like harassed and then it just keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper and she gets m- less and less veiled and just starts to just be straight up mean <laughs> it's awesome um yeah subject name here the pride of subject town you've done so well subject name here you'll be the pride of subject hometown here <laughs> i don't know it's just so i don't know it's just great i'm just picking out some lines i don't have anything to say it's just a funny game <laughs> um yeah, she's yeah. got great clips. So, please place the weighted storage cube on the 1500 megawatt aperture science heavy duty super colliding super button. <laughs> I love it. It's so wordy. It's it's, it's just great mm-hmm. writing. Um, so I feel like I'm not really saying anything new. Does anyone have anything to say? Like, is he, any other thoughts on the writing at all? Um, no, I mean, I love it. So the story is very straightforward. Um, it's, it's fun for the first time when you don't know what's going on and then you're learning that, oh, she's actually gone insane and killed everyone and there is no life left here. Um, but what I think is so, so cool that, you know, me as a Half-Life fan loved so much about this game is the, uh, how they brought Aperture Science and Black Mesa kind of fused into the same universe. And so I think while the story is basic, I think the lore behind, Portal is super, super fun and really fascinating as they're two like, like Black Mesa and Aperture Science are two, you know, mega rival um, science companies and they're constantly at each other's throats and competing for uh, like, I think, I believe that even the aesthetic, the way everything looks in Portal with Aperture Science, the aesthetic is intentionally paralleled between Microsoft and Apple, kind of on Black Mesa makes yeah. everything a lot less sleek and more practical and kind of bulkier, straight to the point and rugged. And then Aperture Science is all about like design and sleek and look and cleanness and whatnot. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think the lore is so, so fun between uh, this game and then mixing it into the Half-Life universe and the Half-Life world. Uh, Yeah, Q, you really need to play Portal 2. I know, I know. really, really need to play Portal 2. I don't know why it's a game I never, like, jumped on because I'm such a huge fan. 
But I mean, if you're this invested in Half-Life lore and you haven't played Portal 2, like it's it, it's going to bridge a lot of things for you. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's and it's just I mean, it's, it's also, everything this game it's does. Also just and amps the, it's also just it's so funny. It's hilarious. There's more characters. Um it's still lonely, but there's a, there's more characters. Each of them is fantastic. There's not a single weak there's not like a weak part about that game. Like if we had more time, I would goat games both 1 and 2. Yeah. I, I think they're both um, uh, it's definitely d- worth deserving your, it's of an episode. Definitely worth your time. Like you could make the argument that Portal Two is probably what Portal would have been if they weren't, you know, on a crunch. You know, trying to get a mm. game out, and it just it feels like they let the chefs cook. You know, like go ahead, Portal is yeah. a huge success. Like everybody loves it. It's drawn so much attention. Here's a budget. Have take all the time you want. Get something out. Uh, but um, yeah, like a. Like there's just there's a lot of Easter eggs through both games that tie into um the deeper half-life lore. Hell yeah. Yeah. And even if you aren't interested in the like whether you want to dive deep and really like excavate out like the lore or whether you just want to like sit back and like have a more surface experience, it satisfies yeah, both. It's definitely standalone. Like the like the the references to like half-life are just like the, you know, the little little sugar on top, but you don't need it. You know, that's they stand yeah. alone. Like if you didn't ever hear of like Black Mesa or Half Life or the Combine, like it it doesn't matter to you. You'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. This mm-hmm. is fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot portals. Portal go burnt. Yep. Hell yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on the writing or the lore or the voice acting or the any, anything else like that that we want to discuss? I do have one fun fact that I need to put out there, yeah. and this is for Steve. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so an actress by the name of Alicia uh, Glidewell provided the uh, face and body model for Shell in uh, Portal 1 and Portal 2. Um, okay. Before she did Portal, um, she was uh, a voice actress in the industry, and she was in a game released in 2005 called Star Fox. No, called Star Fox Assault. Oh, and she, <laughs> oh my gosh. she played Chris. Even wow. when he's not here, even when he's not here, the specter of Star Fox looms over this podcast. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> she played Crystal in Star Fox Assault. That's Take great. that, Steve. Enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're. You, you're everywhere. You've infected the minds of. Um, oh my gosh! I'm not going to. I'm not going to give him this power. No, and we're not going to give him. <laughs> what a neat fun fact! Thank you, Zach. Uh, You're very welcome. Are you familiar with what uh, with what Crystal looks like? No. Oh. Oh. Oh no! Oh, baby boy. Hold on. Oh baby. Boy. I'm assuming it's a furry dream. Wow. It is. You were right. That's that's like the. <laughs> you were right. That's like. Hold on. Yeah, that's like the uh, Zoomer Lola. Oh my that's gosh. like the Zoomer Lola Bunny right there. Yeah, for reals, dear lord. <laughs> for I see wow. what you did there. <laughs> yes, that was intentional, man. And people try and defend Star Fox. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to. <laughs> I'm not gonna take pot shots. I'm not you gonna just do did. it. No, I didn't. No, I, but then I said I'm not going to. So it means I didn't do it. So it means that it's that doesn't count. So okay, let's talk about. Uh, okay, let's move on. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, <laughs> I really just put is that this... in there for bait for Steve to be like, wait, what? What? I know, what? I know. What? What's happening? I, 
as much as I don't want to rely on visuals for an audio medium, it is fun to tease and tantalize the people who aren't here for the recording. Like, what could they be talking about? Um, what do you mean okay. you're talking about Star Fox? I'm at the Sabres game. Oh, wow. That's definitely going in. Wow. <laughs> Immortalize your impression of Steve for everybody. Yeah. Okay. I, I could also do a Steve impression. I'm not going to because I'm a better friend than that. But Steve's totally going to hear your impression of him. Steve, I've um, done that to Steve on his own streams. I've done it too. I've done like, it. We'll be I've done it on my Mario yeah. Kart, and I'll try to freak people out. Be like, "Wait, was that Steve? Did Steve just talk about right. something offensive?" talk about let's let's wrap it up guys is this game a goat game um glad we person who does the pitch is supposed to go first but glados has left the building <laughs> yeah, um, but, she can be the type there is no tiebreaker there's only three of us but i mean um, glados is a narcissist and glados would have said yes she would have said Obviously. yes right. it's it's she would have said it's right in the song this is a triumph that's right that's right she would have um okay q what do you think do you think this game is a goat Oh, hell yeah, man. I think this game's absolutely a triumph. It's a goat. I think so. You know, as as basic as the game might be on the surface, what it brought to the world in terms of polish and potential for pushing video games to the next level on thinking critically and, you know, taking an action shooter concept and it not really, not exactly being a violent game, but unbelievably fun with new innovative ideas, intense puzzle solving all the way throughout witty banter, uh, really well-written aesthetically pleasing. The game's freaking, it freaking rocks and playing it in 2023. It was so, you know, even though I knew how to do all the puzzles, it was so much fun. It is a, this is a 10 out of 10 game. Um, I'd say it's, only downside is the fact that it doesn't really have replayability. Yeah, it is. That's true. It's not a very replayable game. But as we discussed, you want to share it with other people like the ring. And that makes it kind of replayable in that way. You replay it through. You live vicariously through the people you show it to. Yeah, you see yeah. it through your, the lens of your friend. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, I think it's a go. As, at least even as far as, you know, puzzle games in general. Yeah, I think it's a great game, period. But when yeah. it comes to puzzle games, this is like the, I, I don't know if I could say standard because I don't know that many puzzle games, but I've played a few and this one is by far the most fun and accessible and really well polished. Yeah. I, I'd use the word standard. I think that's, yeah. I think that's appropriate. It made a new standard. Right. Yeah. Zach, what, how do you feel? Is this game a goat? Oh, uh, well, yeah, it's a goat. Yes, of course it's a goat. Like this, like this is a game that was um it came out of nowhere. It wasn't even technically like a game, it was built as a tech demo um with a story, but like yeah, it's it's influential. Um, you know, just looking at what the games, you know, what the game did, like it was, it's just a microcosm of what the internet was like in 2007, 2008. Like, 
Um, yep. You know, it's there's pro- if you've never played Portal and you play it for the first time, I guarantee there's probably a reference in there that you're like, oh, so that's where that's from. Um, you know, like it was just, it was everywhere. And the best part is it's so much fun to play. Even, you know, 16 years later, the game's still fun. Like it's, it's great. Um, you know, if you haven't played it, play it. I'm pretty sure it's free on steam. So have fun. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and say my piece. Uh, this game's totally a goat. Don't, don't be stupid. Of course it's a goat. Um, Hell this yeah. game exemplifies puzzle games, and any game maker interested in making puzzles would be remiss not to play this game. Moreover, the game took the gaming world by storm and is historically a very important game, and the gameplay mechanics have held up and feel as inventive now as they did over a decade ago. A decade ago. And the writing is still hilarious and sharp. There is nothing not to like except that it's short. It is a goat. Huzzah! Also, yes. did it. also, I'm sorry I lied. It's not free anymore. It used to be though. Rip. It's ten bucks though. It's uh, worth ten bucks. It's worth. You can't bucks. even get a subway subway sandwich for ten dollars anymore, but you can get a goat game. Wait, real exactly. quick before we move too far on something that we would be remiss not to mention as far as gameplay yeah. goes was uh, the the. After you beat the game, it has a second subset of uh, bonus content, and that's the advanced levels, which are the same levels you can play, but they're way, way harder. So that adds – they were so, I did not know so this. much fun. Oh, if you, have, if you haven't played them or don't remember them, go play it. You're, you're going to lose your gourd because they are, they're really, really hard if you've never played them, and they're they will add a ton more content for you. They're so much fun. I wish they would keep putting out more of those. But yeah, the, the original Portal 1 has bonus levels where you can do advanced mode. And I don't know if it's the whole game or just like maybe eight or ten of the levels. Six. But they're redone. Hmm? It's six. 13, uh, chambers 13 through 18. Okay. Yeah, six chambers. And some of them are pretty darn tough and they're really fun so check that out i have to go do this i mean that's another thing we didn't talk about with gameplay is um the modding for this game too i played a portal mod that also used there was a third portal that like involved time and things can move backwards and forwards in time as well as the port it was it's insane this game also spawned a huge modding community that yeah is still alive and well to this day when i streamed this game a modder came into my my chat and was talking about how much you love this modern? This game's oh, yeah. great. It's, it's Dude, shout made. out to modders, man. Y'all keep games alive, literally. The, like. They are the only reason that Starfield is going to have legs in 2024. <laughs> yeah, and Bethesda knows that. Too. Let's not get into it. Okay, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being uh, you, dear sweet, muscly. Mm-mm. You were almost there. Steamy baby listener. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. Um, we are Goat Games. We hope you've had a good time with our discussion of Portal. Um, next episode will probably be a Goat Gabs where we kind of just talk about games. Uh, it'll probably be about physical media. Um, and then after that, the next game I think we're going to cover is Shadow of the Colossus. So stick around for that. Mm. Um, uh, real quick, I'm joined again uh, here today by Q. What's up, y'all? Peace. That's right. Q has a podcast. He doesn't plug it because he's polite, but go check out Wee Lay. It's a podcast he does with his wife. Yeah, um, if y'all made babies, 
and you want to know how to raise them, follow our advice. Just kidding. Don't do that. But it's about babies yeah, don't do and, that. and growing up with that. <laughs> I mean, you don't do that. On the last episode, Q literally talks about how he crapped his pants. Um, and then I'm also followed, uh, and we're also joined today by Zach. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you can find me shit posting on Reddit, scrolling on Instagram. That's right. Um, you don't have to plug yourselves. I just want to make sure people know who you I, are. That's fine. You know, if you find me on Reddit, I'll let you pick a game that uh, I'll secretly work it into the schedule if you can find me. Uh, nope. Nope. Yep. You, you- <laughs> 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 nope. <laughs> we'll uh, It'll be some terrible hentai game. No, okay, no, no, uh, like I would make it a legit <laughs> game. I just, you know, like somebody would be like, yeah, hey man, can you do like Devil May Cry? Like our review set. Like I'll, I'll get that to the front. Find me. You're just blaming that on the listener because you keep trying to get us to do Devil May Cry. Uh, <laughs> um, Which, I mean, you know, maybe we will one day. Um, Bayonetta did not make me want to play other games in that genre but i mean I, rob's not here to defend bayonetta, devil may cry so is completely different devil may cry is way better than bayonetta bro okay well we're not gonna shit talk bayonetta just like we're not gonna shit talk facts. star fox these people aren't here to defend their their honor so um guys we have a social media accounts we have a tiktok that is popping off uh steve is doing that is, oh, yeah. is leading up that charge we have a youtube which we should probably put our shorts on youtube as well yeah, um we have we have a, we have an email we have stuff it's all in the show notes go check that out and please send us your questions um in the email in particular we are taking questions we have a backlog of them but we want more um so uh we want to do that uh we want to have questions and talk to you um serious questions silly questions gaming questions diaper changing questions uh fuck you <laughs> breast milk question okay um and um what else should i say oh if you like the pod Please like, review, and subscribe. If you are an Apple podcast, leave a review if you liked it. If you didn't like it, then go and lie and leave a review. It's for a good cause. Um, Okay. That, I think, is it. Right? Okay. Till next time. G. I have to piss so bad. Oh, how does it feel? Huh? Oh, how a... does it feel? Figgy, I was so... All I'm going to tell you is that this empty bottle was staring at me, and I was just like, oh, you can't, no, you no. can't Dude, do that. You, no, no, no. If no. you urinate in a bottle while we pod- while podcasting, you are out. On camera. <laughs> on camera. You never know. It doesn't matter. Like, no. No. If you hold up a piss bottle <laughs> on camera, you're out. No, I'm the heart and soul. You can't kill me. Die without me. I'm the heart, soul, and prostate. I'm the heart, soul, and bladder of this group. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, No no piss bottles in the pod. I wouldn't do it. I was joking. Well, (sighs) well, uh, boy scheme was my cold open. Does anyone have anything else they want to talk about? Um,. I don't know. Did we ever really do a deep dive on Pokemon Boys Night? No, we didn't. And I don't know if you want everyone here for that. Because I... I mean, uh, I was going to be my follow-up. Was like, do we want to uh, 
do we want everyone here or do we just want like fresh from the teat? Yeah. I mean, they could find out as the listeners do, or I mean, they'll probably hear an early version. Um, cause this is everyone who was present. Um, so yeah, I can do that. I, I can tell that story. Uh, or we can, um, as a group. So dear baby listener, um, we all got into collecting Pokemon cards. Um, very badly um i have six boxes of pokemon cards behind me currently on the unopened um what are you waiting for and i was gonna stream it i was gonna stream like one et all the etbs from scarlet violet so far opening each one um just haven't had time to stream or found time to stream or been too lazy to stream um but yeah, the Goat Games crew fell really hard into Pokemon because Pokemon had a uh, 151 re-release and um, where it's the original 151 Pokemon. So this whole time, Q has... the, the Both Zach and Q pull very good. Q specifically pulled not one, not two, not three, but four fucking Charizards, which the odds of each pulling a Charizard in each pack is like one out of like 200 or something. Um, no, it's like one in ten, one in twenty. Fuck you, it's man. Like you. <laughs> yeah, for you, yeah. <laughs> um and so in the group chat and stuff, Zach well, you know, so oh, Zach came to visit Atlanta. So the three of us were able the the three people on this episode here right now were able to kind of get together for a hangout. It was a great time. Um and it was very Pokemon it was Zach's birthday too. And it was That's very right. uh I'm Pokemon sent. Well, yeah, um, now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was a very Pokemon-centered birthday uh, extravaganza. And um, so this whole time in the group chat, you know, we're talking about trades we can make and stuff. And Zach keeps emphasizing that, like, you know, I'm kind of just in it to, like, grade and sell them, you know, Q. I already, Q. Zach already has a Charizard that he pulled. And he's like, Q, you know, if you have all these extra Charizards, I will, I will you know. I will broker a deal. A broker a deal. Hell yeah. Um, Let me fill in your collection, pool daddy. Yeah, and I'm sitting there like telling you, like, l- I'll literally trade uh, any amount of breast milk you want <laughs> for <laughs> for one of your Charizards. Oh, shoot. I, <laughs> I can't. Wait a minute. I probably took out the part about breast milk earlier, <laughs> so I probably need to. <laughs> so I just brushed past it. It's fine. It's all right. So I, I mean, will offer uh, you. <laughs> I'll offer you uh, whatever you want, any favor or object in my life that you want for one of your Charizards. Um, and then Q, um, Zach, uh, you know, Zach has the better cards really to trade. I had a few that Q didn't have, but uh, Zach had the better haul overall. And so, like, you know, he's talking to Q and he's like, you know, will this get the job done? And he offers three other two or two or three other rare cards. Oh, well, one, great of them was, one of them was like what? Full full art Zapdos. Hell yeah. I think there was a Venusaur yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't because I, this trade at the time didn't concern me because I was like, oh, well, great. <laughs> the rich get richer. It's like it's like watching it's like watching Bear Stearns and Merrill Lynch do a trade. I'm like, I don't know. I like, wa- I'm just over here. I, I want to say it was the Full Art Zapdos EX, the Full Art Venusaur EX, and then a Kangaskhan that you needed for your That collection. sounds about right. It was three cards. And Q says, yeah, sure. And um, uh, and he Q's like salivating. And he's like, yes, you can have he's your like, pick absolutely. of the charger, whichever one looks best to you. And Zach, 
you know, looks them over and picks one. Um, and he goes, uh, um, and, and says, uh, this one looks almost perfect or near perfect, but it's not going to grading. It's going to figgy. And he turns around and hands me the Charizard and I lose my mind. <laughs> I, no one saw this coming because Zach had, I, I mean, cause I, it is kind of true to Zach's like, uh, ethos that he generally go, do, like gets cards graded and either holds them or sells them. Like he doesn't, yeah. and so like he built up the con the whole time of like you know like I I, need, I want one so I can grade it and sell it. And he just gave it to me on his birthday. His birthday was giving me his bir- a birthday gift. It was magical. It was amazing. Gift of the Magi. Wait, what does Gift of the Magi mean? Isn't it's that like a bad thing? No, that's like whenever like it was about a couple like the dude bought his wife a comb. Uh, to comb her beautiful hair and the wife. That's what the gift of the Magi is? Yeah, like it was a story where like they each give up something that's treasured to them. Uh, I thought it was about the mummy. Yeah, maybe. It it references the Bible, but I feel like it has a different meaning now. Anyway, point is, Zach just in a baller move just turned around and gave me the most valuable card in the set. Um, And yeah, and it was just legendary. It was just no no one saw it coming. It was like we all lost our minds. So Zach... But but you left out the best part. Which is when we so whenever I opened up, uh, I brought two um, ultimate uh, collector box, whatever the hell that thing's called the the one with Mew on it, the one hundred and twenty dollar box. I show up with what three of those and uh, or was it two? No, it was two. Um, I showed up with two of those and I cracked them both. And I gave each of you car- like packs to open so we could just keep doing boys night and, you know, drink beer, eat pizza, open cards. And in the in the stack of uh, cards that I gave you, you you did end up pulling a Charizard. Yeah, it was incredible. And then Zach got that one. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was incredible. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then I just went ahead and died because the, that was the peak that was it there's nothing better than that like i i uh miranda brought me back to life she did um, i watched it was yeah. magical she's against really my wishes good, she's a really good rn yeah she is damn it um yeah so that is the story of how zach changed my life um can't even get mad for stroking his ego it was such a baller move it was amazing okay i'm gonna do the intro now okay all right Ready? And a one, a two. Oh, by the way, I got a note from Miranda. Uh, she's she's trying to listen to the episodes. It's she doesn't like she's not super into video games, so it's pretty tough for her. But she's trying to be supportive. She gave me the note that I need to <laughs> do the intro more casual. Like she says, I sound like I'm too much like a I don't know, like a like a circus barker when I do the intro. So um, get ready for. <laughs> But she wants a more casual. personal touch. Yeah, she does. She wants she wants some more like you know intimate, laid back, cash hang vibe. Okay, I guess. like so. shirtless by the fire. Like hey there. <laughs> yeah, she wants she wants um, ASMR. Hey <laughs> okay. oh, it's Figgy Owen. Welcome to Go Games, where we play the best games. I'm your host, Alan Newton. Here on Go Games, we take a look at video games that are considered the greatest of all time and talk about them. Are they great? What makes them great? Or are they just over?
you can find me at twitch.tv backslash figgy underscore oh <laughs> mother okay of I'm, god <laughs> actual chills <laughs> i'm gonna do it for real okay here we go um, okay three two one hey oh it's figgy oh 